Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. Here's what I want to talk about today. And uh, it's going to take me just a little while to really get into the Word because I've got to sort of set it up. Uh, And it's also going to almost seem like as I get going that I'm kind of preaching two different words, but in reality, I'm not. But here's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the Psalms of conquest. How many of you believe that you are a victorious person in Jesus today? Come on. You are victorious in Jesus today. I want to talk about the Psalms of conquest. Now, let me set it up for you, okay? Give me just a few minutes and we'll get there. And this is where we're going to go. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, I had this word kind of dropped in my spirit, and it, uh, it just really took root. It probably began with a conversation that I was having with my friend Jim McKenzie, and he was speaking some things that he was going to share with his staff on the subject, everybody listen now, the subject together. Everybody say it out loud. Oh, you got to do better than that. Come on, say it out loud. I like that one. There we go. And as I heard him say that and what he was going to speak to his staff, it just really kind of got in me and I just couldn't get rid of it. And as I prayed over it and just thought about it and just meditated on it, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then last week, as I started the message that I brought to you last week, I said something that kind of came out of that. And here's what I said. We are going through crazy, crazy times, but we're going through these seasons and we're going to get through these seasons. Oh, you got to do better than that. We're going to get through these seasons. And I just, I can't get rid of that, guys, that, that whole concept of we are going through one of the craziest times and it's not very easy to measure history. You understand that, but probably one of the craziest times that we've seen in many, many years, if nothing else, and we're going through this season, and we are going through it, and we're going to get through it. Absolutely. And so as I've meditated on that, I just can't kind of, I just can't get that out of my spirit. We're going to walk through this together. Now, I came across a quote about two months ago from a guy by the name of Chris Allaton. And I, I, when I come across quotes, I write them down, and then as I feel the need or the uh, need arises, I go back to those quotes and I kind of read through them again. And I I remembered writing this quote down as uh, I was kind of studying and preparing for this morning. So let me show it to you real quick. This quote by Chris Vallotton. Here we go. There is something about being in the right place, not just any place. Come on now. Not just any place, but being in the right place, the place you've been called, the place you have been ordained to be, being in the right place. Look, guys, you could be anywhere you want today. You are here because God set you in that seat. Come on, somebody. God set you in that seat. There's something about being in the right place, the right, not just any place, the right place, with the right people. One more time, look around and wave real big. Come on, somebody, look around and wave real big. Not just any people, but the right people, the people that God has joined you to be with. Something about being in the right place, not just any place, with the right people, not just any people, but rather the people that God has ordained for you to work shoulder and shoulder and shoulder together. 
and doing the right thing, not just any old thing. But doing the right thing, doing the thing that God's mandated you to do, fulfilling the purposes that God has called you to fulfill, not just doing any old thing. Look, guys, we could come and show up and just kind of do any old thing. You're not doing that this morning. You're doing the right thing. So let me read this whole thing and follow Pastor on as we get into it. Here we go. There is something about being in the right place, not just any place, with the right people, not just any people, and doing the right thing. Don't you allow, well, you guys are way too quiet. I'm preaching a whole lot better than you're shouting, so let's go ahead and get that out on the table right now, all right? I'm preaching a whole lot better than you're responding, so let's go ahead, let's go ahead and settle that real quickly. How's that, all right? All right, there we go, I like that, there we go. There's something about that, guys. I, I'm, I'm not just, I could have been anywhere. I'm not anywhere, I'm in the right place that God has called me to be, I'm with the right people that God has joined me to serve with, and I'm not just doing any old thing, I'm doing the right thing, serving his mandate so that the kingdom of God can affect Alachua County. Oh, I'm starting to like you a lot more now. And that's, that's, what, that's what this whole idea of together summarizes in my spirit as I think about that word together, and I read that, read that that phrase right there, there's something about being in the right place, not just any place, with the right people, not just any people, but doing the right thing, not just anything. That so summarizes everything I think about when I think about that phrase together, because here we are, guys, we are going through this crazy time, and we're going to go through it together, together. No matter what we face, no matter what obstacle is thrown at us, no matter what adversity we go through, we are going through these crazy days that we're facing and we're going through it together regardless of the obstacles. Now, Israel found themselves in a real interesting time, much like what I'm talking to you about this morning. Israel found themselves not just in one year, the year 2020, but three times a year, every year, they were having to go through the types of obstacles that we're sorting, referring to. Every year, three times a year, Israel had to leave wherever they were living, and they had to venture down to Jerusalem. Not just one year, not, but every year. Not just once a year, but three times a year. Now, I want to explain this, so stay with me for just a second, because I'm going to give you a quick little lesson. Every year, three times a year, Israel had to leave wherever they were living, and they had to make this journey down to Jerusalem. Now, what does that have to do with what we're talking about this morning concerning going through tough times together? As they had to make these journeys down to Jerusalem, they had to go through the territory of their enemy. They had to go through the territory of the Philistines. The motto of the Philistines was this, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. They had to go through the territory of the Moabites, the great thieves is what they were called. They had to go through the territory of the Assyrians, the violent Assyrians. They had to go through the territory of the Ammonites. The Ammonites, one of the nastiest tribes in the history of biblical times. The things they did, guide would literally make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. Let me tell you the mild thing they would do. The mild thing they would do would be to gouge your eyes out. That's the mild thing they would do. 
And so every year, Israel had to make this trek from wherever they were to come down to Jerusalem, and they had to go through the territory of the Philistines. They had to go through the territory of the Moabites. They had to go through the territory of the Ammonites. They had to go through the territory of the Assyrians. And they had to make that trek not once, but three times a year. Now, listen to Pastor Ron. You know how they did it? But here's what I want you to get today. They didn't do it physically together because they're coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west. They did it spiritually together. They did it spiritually together because if you're coming from the north, you're not attached to who's coming from the south. So they didn't do it physically together. They did it spiritually together. Now, when you say that, Pastor Ron, what do you mean? Well, let me explain it to you. The way they did it together from all these different regions, listen to me now, they were all saying the same thing. They were all singing the same thing. They were all declaring the same thing. They were all speaking the same thing. They were all rejoicing the same way. So they didn't do it physically together. They did it spiritually together by singing the same thing, speaking the same thing, declaring the same thing, rejoicing the same way. So you know what Pastor Ron's goal is for you and me today? To get us on the same page so that as we go through these times we're going through, we're going to go through them together because we're all going to be singing the same thing saying the same thing, declaring the same thing, prophesying the same thing, rejoicing the same way. Regardless of where you live in Alachua County, somebody is going through this with you together because you're singing and saying and prophesying and singing the same thing. Well, Pastor Ron, what do I sing? What do I say? Hey, let me stop for just a second. Listen to me now. Think about this. Get this in your mind's eye. All these people from Israel, do you know how many there were? His history tells us about two million. Two million, come on now. Two million, think about this. Two million people singing, saying, and declaring the same thing. How powerful will it be for the Berryman household to be saying the same thing the Hyattist household is saying? How powerful will it be for the Kent household to be saying the same thing the Hyatt household is saying? How powerful will it be for the Miller household to be singing and saying the same thing that my household is saying? How powerful it will be for the Heisey household to be singing and saying the same thing, all moving through this together, singing and prophesying the same thing. Mm. I'm still preaching better than you're shouting. So what do I say, Pastor Ron? What do we sing together? What do we say together? What do we prophesy together? We sing and say and prophesy together the Psalms of conquest. There were five of them, Psalm 120 through 126. There were five of them. I told you I was gonna get there, didn't I? I'm a man of my word, come on now. Am I a man of my word or what? Well, Pastor Ron, it only took you a year to get there, but finally you're gonna get there. We're gonna talk about the Psalms of conquest because that's what Israel, all the nation, two million strong, were singing and saying and prophesying together. The Psalms of conquest. So here we go. What were they? Number one, write it down. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my keeper. Guys, I want everybody in this room, I want every household in this room from now as we go through this thing to start declaring out loud, the Lord is my keeper. 
The Lord is watching over me. He's protecting me. He's taking care of me. And here's what it comes from. It comes from Psalm 121. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. Come on, begin declaring it, guys. Look, you know what I've started doing about two weeks ago? Every day I've started getting up in the morning, and the first thing I do once I get into the living room, I haven't even fixed my coffee yet. Come on and say, oh, yeah. (laughs) Haven't even fixed my coffee yet. The first thing I do when I get up in the morning is I start praying a hedge of protection around you. I start declaring a hedge of protection around you. God, be their keeper. God, be their high tower that they can run to and be safe. God, watch over them. There is not a germ that's going to get to them today. They're watched over by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what I've started declaring over you. God, you be their keeper and keep them from all harm. Watch over them and make sure that they're taken care of. And when we say that together, guys, there is something that that transpires in a spirit of unity and walking together that gives it even more power and might. The Lord is my keeper. Look, Romans chapter 8, you guys have heard me quote this a thousand times because it's one of my favorite passages of Scripture. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, or powers, or things past, or things present, or things to come shall separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Neither death nor life. Life's not going to separate you from the goodness of God. What's going on in life right now? It's not going to separate you from the presence of the Father. Death's not going to separate you from the presence of the Father. Now, I'm not signing up for it today. But it's not going to separate you from the presence of the Father. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So life or death, neither one's going to separate you from God. Things past. Look, your past is not going to separate you from Jesus unless in your mind you allow it to. I'm going to say that one more time. Your past and the things that you've done. How many of you know everybody in here has got a past? It's not an altar call. You don't have to put your hands down. (laughs) We all got a past, do we not? Come on, we all got a past. And my past is not going to separate me from Jesus unless right here I allow it to. I've got victory over it. Neither death nor life nor things past or things present, what's going on right now is not separating me from Jesus. He's covering me. He's watching over me. He's taking care of me. He's making sure that I'm covered again by the power of his mercy. Or things to come. What's going to come, Pastor Ron? I don't have any idea, and neither do you. The only one that knows what's coming down the road is God himself. And he's Jehovah Nissi. He's way out ahead of it, preparing the way for whatever comes down the road. So it doesn't matter, neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities or things past or things present or things to come shall separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. No power can block the fellowship between the Father and the Spirit of God in you. There's nothing that's going to come down the road that's going to block that fellowship. Why? Because he has already prepared the way. Second thing they said, number two, my eyes are on the Lord. Say it out loud. I'm going to say it one more time. Everybody in the place saying it together. Uh, let me hear you real loud. One more time. Here we go. My eyes are Lord. You know what I have found, guys? It's real easy. In the day that we're living in, listen to me now, I'm going to use a powerful word to get distracted. 
because we flip on CNN and we flip on Fox News or we pick up the Gainesville Sun or whatever the case may be, and all of a sudden we start going by our natural sight and not our supernatural sight. I walk by faith, not by sight. So you understand something, guys. The opposite of faith is not fear. The opposite of faith is sight. The opposite of faith is when I start looking at things, then I am overtaken by fear. As long as I keep my eyes on Jesus, as long as I keep my eyes on the cross, as long as I keep my eyes on what He has done and what He is doing and what He is going to do, then I don't worry about it because my eyes are on the Lord. My eyes aren't on the television screen and the report of how these numbers are getting crazier and all kinds of things are taking place. I get that. I'm not making light of it by any means. What I'm saying is, let the numbers rise. My God rules and reigns supremely over all those numbers. He rules and reigns supremely over all those numbers. I walk by faith, not by sight. Write this principle down, here we go. I lift up my eyes to you who sits in the throne. Did I read that scripture? Okay, here we go. Here we, let's read it now, how about that? Read it out loud. I lift up my eyes to you who sits enthroned in heaven. Now let me give you a great scripture or a great principle. Disorienting times. Come on now, are, are we in disorienting times or what? Everything gets fuzzy real quick. Everything gets kind of blurry real quick. Disorienting times leads us to divine dependence. My dependence is not on what I see or what I know or what I think. My dependence is on the divine power of God. Look at the third thing they said. Here we go. The Lord is on my side. Say it out loud. The Lord is on my side. Say it one more time while I drink coffee. Go ahead. How many of you glad the Lord's on your side? Come on, somebody. The Lord's on my side. Hey, how many of you are like Pastor Ron and you played sports growing up as a kid? Number two, how many of you are like Pastor Ron and when they chose sides, you were the last one picked? How's that for your ego? Come on. Didn't that make you feel good? Yeah, I mean, when I, when I was growing up playing sports, especially when I was younger, I mean, they were choosing the neighborhood dogs before me. You take Spot, we'll take Hyatt. I mean, you know, it just really kind of does something to your ego and your feelings. But there was always that other guy, and I was never him. He was the go-to guy. He was the guy that was on your team that you knew if you got him the ball, you were going to win. He was the guy that said, give me the ball and get out of my way the Jordan of the game. And so what you did was no matter how the game was going, no matter how things were kind of flowing along, you wanted to make sure that you got the ball to him. There would be speed bumps, there'd be problems, there'd be mess ups, a team would make a run and you've got to answer the run. And so what you need to do is you got to get the ball in that guy's hands because he was going to lead you to victory. And that's what takes place here. I've got one on my side that is my go-to guy. He is my go-to Lord. He's the one that's watching over me and taking care of me. So if the game of life, if I can say it that way, starts going this way, or starts going this way, or starts going up, or starts going down, or all of a sudden I look up and I've got a mountain in my way, a mountain of life. You know what God does? God does this right here. He's, well, let me read, let me tell you what he does. Here we go. And I'll come back to that. God specializes 
in timely detours. He specializes in timely detours. He sees that mountain that you're heading towards and he takes you around it so it doesn't block your spiritual path. He gets you where you need to go. Now let's go back and read the scripture. Here we go. If the Lord had not been on my side, let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on my side when the people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive when their anger flared against us. The flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Come on, say it one more time. The Lord is on my side. Come on, say it one more time. The Lord is on my side. And because of that, I understand that what God's going to do is he's going to specialize in timely detours. Come on, how many of you have felt like your back was against the wall and there was no way out and God showed up and he got you out of that mess? I mean, there's no way. I, I, I'm saying, let, let's think about the nation of Israel again for just a second. They're going over to the promised land. They're going, what God's, they're going where God's called them to do. And they've got the Red Sea on one side. They've got the mountains on the other. They've got the Egyptian army in back of them. And God shows up and specialized in a timely detour. And they walked across on dry land. Come on, somebody. They walked across on dry land. A timely, a timely detour that he's got for you. Number four, the fourth thing that nation of Israel going from here to there, they all said together, you know, you know what? Let me stop for just a second and say something here. If they were coming from the North and I'm saying this to bless you and encourage you, if they were coming from the North, they, they couldn't hear their counterparts in the South, but they knew in their spirit what they were saying. If they were coming from the West, they couldn't hear what their counterparts from the East were saying, but they knew in their spirit what they were saying. What did Pastor Ron say he wants to do? He wants to get us all, the Rocket Gaines, on the same page so that when you get up in the morning, you can't hear your friends saying what they're saying, but you know in your spirit they're declaring that I can not be moved. And if they're saying that, so do you, and you're going to stand firm in Jesus' name. You're going to stand firm in Jesus' name. I cannot be moved. I am like a tree planted by the rivers of living water, and I shall not be moved. I'm going to stand firm regardless of what's coming down the pipe. I'm not worried about that. I respect it. I'm not, I'm not brushing it off as if it's not important. What I am saying is greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Greater is he that coronavirus could ever come out with. Greater is he than any of the adversity I'm going to go, go uh, come up against. I cannot be moved. Look at this. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot, everybody say cannot, cannot, cannot be shaken. I am like a tree that's planted by the rivers of living water and the wind and the waves are coming against the side of my boat of life and it's rocking. Come on now. How many of you know life's been rocking? Come on and say, oh yeah. Life's been rocking. It hadn't always been easy. The wind and the waves are coming against the boat that I'm in, but I understand this, that they who trust in the Lord, they're like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures we're getting through this, guys. We're getting through this. How are we getting through this? 
Come on now, how are we getting through this? You know, I think one of the most challenging things we face as believers is that concept of waiting for God to show up. It's that scary word called patience. I say it all the time, and you, you've heard me say it before, I'll say it again. I have plenty of patience, I just don't have time to execute it. <laughs> I got a lot of patience. I just don't have time to, to use it. I, I want, come on now, how many of you like Pastor Ron? You want things to happen, come on. You want to get it done, you want, you want this, come on, let, let, let's get this thing gone. Come on somebody, let's get this thing out of our lives. But we're in a time, guys, to where that is not happening. We're having to walk out the patience of God. We're having to walk out the patience of our faith. We're having to walk out saying, okay, I know I am victorious. I know I'm gonna win, but it's not quite apparent yet, so what am I gonna do? I'm gonna stand firm, and I shall not be moved, and I'm going to get through this. We are going to get through this not going to be moved. Listen, guys, let me get this principle. Sometimes the most spiritual thing I can do is wait. A lot of times the most spiritual thing I can do is not read 10 scriptures a day or 10 chapters a day. As wonderful as that is, that's not the most spiritual thing I can do. The most spiritual thing I can do is all of a sudden, I've been praying for an hour a day. Now I think I'm going to pray for five hours a day. Well, let me know how that works out for you. Sometimes the most spiritual thing I can do is say, God, I am going to be still and realize that you are God. I'm going to be still and know that you're God. Why do I do that? Because the longer we wait, the more we appreciate. The longer I wait, see, if God just did everything just like that, what would we do? Come on, we're human. What would we do? We would take it for granted. And so the next time something came up in our lives, we would pray and expect, boom, it to be there right away. And then it doesn't happen and we're all let down. So I find myself needing to be in a position of waiting and waiting and waiting so I can say, God, you have proven yourself before. You're going to prove yourself again. I love you and appreciate what you're doing in my life. The longer I wait, the more I appreciate. The last one, here we go. My mouth, I love this one. My mouth is filled with laughter. Come on, just laugh out loud right now. <laughs> just laugh out loud. Come on, you gotta laugh out loud, real big. I, I wish I could do something that would make you laugh, but I'm not very good at that. <laughs> My mouth's filled with laughter. You know what I told you last week when the word started? I believe that God spoke a word to me and he's still speaking that word to me to declare over you that what God wants to do is lift a spirit of heaviness and ignite a spirit of joy. The day that we're living in, guys, is a heavy day. There's a weight to it. There's a weightiness to it that every day we're wondering, what's the day going to hold? What's the day going to look like? You know what God wants to do in your life, in my life? He wants to lift that spirit of heaviness, lift up the hands that hang down and worship and declare the majesty and the greatness of God 
and just fill my mouth with laughter. Come on, devil, give it your best shot and see if you can pull me down today. Ha, 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 ha. There it is. Yeah, come on, somebody. Let the numbers of this virus arise. I don't want anybody sick, but let the numbers of this virus arise. Pastor Ron's praying a hedge of protection around me and my family. Ha, 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 ha. Worried about these financial markets. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is looking like a roller coaster. My 401k is getting kind of scary. But my God is my provider. He has all the cattle on a thousand hills. He's watching over me. So, ha, 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 ha. You are more than a conqueror through him who loves you. Your mouth is filled with laughter. You know what God's doing for you right now, guys? God is lifting that heaviness off of you. That countenance that's been so down has got a big smile on his face because there is a revelation coming to your heart right now that there is joy in the morning for you and for me. So guys, we're going through crazy times. We're going through crazy times. And what I understand is there is something that Israel had to face that little different as far as how it plays out, but the tension and the turmoil of the day that they were walking through was in some ways kind of like what we're walking through. They would go through a territory and they did not know what was going to happen next. And so what did they do? They walked through it, not always physically, not always physically, but they walked through it spiritually. And that's what I want you to do, man. I want you to begin to declare the Psalms of conquest in your life. And you're doing it in the north, you're doing it in the south, you're doing it in the east, you're doing it in the west, and no matter what household you are in or what household you are from, you are saying the same thing as your brothers and sisters in Christ. Again, let me just say it one more time. Think about the unity. Think about the power of two million people singing, saying, and declaring the same thing. Now let's make this kind of localized. Think about the power. Think about the unity. Think about the, the joy that comes when this body gets up and starts saying and declaring the same thing. Something that's gonna be released that's gonna cause us to walk through this. One more time. Bow your heads with me. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the goodness of God today. Father, I thank you that we are walking these days out together. Father, I thank you, Lord, that there, there truly is, there truly is difficult days. We're not ignoring that. We're not closing our eyes to it. We're not acting like it doesn't, it doesn't exist. We recognize that there are crazy times we're walking through. But we also recognize, Lord, that, that the power of God in us is greater than those days that we're facing. Yeah, heavy days, Lord, heavy days. But Father, I thank you that the power of God is lifting up that spirit of heaviness. If you're here this morning, and I know we prayed about this, every head bowed, every eyes closed, nobody's looking around, just out of respect for who you are. I know we prayed about this, but just real quickly, you may not have been here. You may not have been here last week, and so I just want to address this just for a second. You're saying, Pastor Ron, that, that's, that's me this, this morning. I, I'm feeling that weight of the hour.
I'm feeling that moment of the time that we're walking in. I'm feeling that, that heaviness that you've referred to a couple of times. And I, I really do want a spirit of joy ignited in my life. Would you please pray for me that that, that heaviness is lifted. Put your hand up right where you are. Nobody's looking around. Out of respect to you. Yeah, keep it up there for just a second so Pastor Ron can see where you are. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Father, right, let's pray together. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I thank you that joy comes in the morning. I thank you that joy comes in the morning. Father, you are greater than the hour that we're living in. The hour may be dark. It may be challenging. It may find that it's itself in being this, this moment of pressure. And we understand what pressure does in our lives. We understand that it has the ability to weigh us down. But Father, I declare over these that are making that declaration, raising their hands, that yes, joy comes in the morning. They are going to mount up with wings of eagles and they are going to run and not be weary. They're gonna walk and not faint because of the power of God in them. So Father, I thank you, Lord, that we're going to go through this season together. Father, cause these phrases that were so important to your people to come alive in us, to come alive in us, that we can understand that you are on my side. You are my keeper. You are the one that's causing those divine detours to transpire for me and get me on the right path. You are the one that's filling my mouth with laughter. And so we declare, Lord, that we want to walk in joy. So I bless the people of God today. Father, I thank you for this wonderful body of believers that stands in faith and stands in the anointing and stands in unity, that we allow ourselves to understand that we are the victorious of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, put, the Lord, put your hands together and give the Lord one more ovation of praise. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.